Microsoft Story Classic, bringing to you recordings of old storybooks. The Young Countess's Story, The Basket of Flowers, Episode 15. Having made Mary sit down beside her, the young countess began her story. God is surely with you, dear Mary, said she, and has taken you under his protection. I see now that he has guided my steps here in order that I might find you for whom we have sought so long. Simple as are the events which I am about to relate to you, we can see in them a chain of truly providential circumstances. From the time that your innocence was discovered, I had no more rest. You and your father were always pressing on my mind, wandering without home and friends. Believe me, my dear Mary, I have shed many bitter tears on your account. My parents were also deeply distressed at the injustice they had unwittingly done you and sought for you everywhere. But as you know, without being able to obtain any trace of you. Two days ago, we came to a hunting lodge of the prince in the forest, not far from this village. For twenty years at least, this castle has not been visited, the only occupant being a gamekeeper. My father had gone on business and had spent the whole day in the forest in company with two noblemen whose wives were staying at the castle. It had been a very warm day and the evening was very fresh. The setting sun, the mountain covered with pines interspersed with picturesque rocks offered such a beautiful spectacle that I begged permission to take a walk. Accompanied by the gamekeeper's daughter, I set out, and as we passed along we found the graveyard gate open and the tombstones gouted by the light of the setting sun. Since my childhood I have always had a pleasure in reading inscriptions and epitaphs on tombstones. I am moved when one tells of a young man or woman carried off in the bloom of youth and if I feel a sort of melancholy pleasure if it concerns a person who had reached advanced age. The verses themselves, poor as they may be from a poetical point of view, stir serious feelings within me, and I never fail to carry away with me from a graveyard good thoughts and pious resolutions. Entering the graveyard with the gamekeeper's daughter, I began, as usual, to read the inscriptions. After a little while, the girl said to me, Come, I will show you something very beautiful. It is the grave of, of an old man who has neither tombstone nor epitaph, but it has been ornamented with taste and beauty by the tender piety of his daughter. See, you can just distinguish it through the thick leaves of these pines, the beautiful rose tree and the basket of flowers. You can imagine, dear Mary, the shock I received when at the first glance I recognized the basket of flowers, which had never been out of my mind since that sad day when you left Eichborg. If there had been any doubts in my mind as to it being the same basket, the initials of my name and the coat of arms of my family would have dispelled them. 
Turning to my companion, I asked if she knew anything of you and your father. She told me all about your life at Pine Farm, your father's sickness and death, and your great grief. After hearing all that the gamekeeper's daughter could tell me, I went to the minister only to hear the same story with very much praise of yourself added. I would have gone off to Pine Farm immediately, but while the story was being told me, time had passed rapidly, and it was now already quite dark. What shall I do? said I. It is now too late to go to the farm, but tomorrow at daybreak we will set out. Your good friend the minister sent for the schoolmaster to charge him to go and bring you without delay to the castle. My dear young friend, said the schoolmaster, you need not go far to look for her. She has gone to her father's grave to weep there. Alas, poor child, he continued, I saw her sitting there from an opening in the steeple when I went this afternoon to wind up the clock. I at once determined to find you, and the minister wanted to accompany me, but I begged to be allowed to come to you alone, that my first meeting with you might be as affectionate as I desired. While I came here, the old minister went to tell my parents where I was, and to prepare them for your arrival. This accounts, my dear Mary, for my sudden appearance before you. You can now see, through God's providence, this basket of flowers which separated us has reunited us by your father's grave, that father who is now inhabiting the home above. Yes, said Mary, clasping her hands and raising her grateful eyes to heaven, God has done it all. He has had pity on my tears and on my needs. How can I thank him for his goodness and his boundless tenderness? I have still one thing to tell you yet, answered the Countess Amelia, interrupting her, and it is one which seems to me singularly touching, and spares me with an awe for the justice of God, who directs our lot even when we are unconscious of it. My maid, Juliet, had but one thought, one desire. It was to banish you from my heart and to take your place in my affections. It was with that design that she made up her terrible falsehood, and her wicked plan succeeded too well. But that very falsehood was the means of her afterwards losing her place and our confidence. That made you dearer than ever to our hearts. Juliet endeavored to estrange you from me forever, and your banishment was a constant subject of triumph to her. You know how that, in her wickedness, she threw this basket at your feet with an insulting laugh. Well, it was exactly this event, which was afterwards, although she little thought it then, to reunite us forever. For was it not indeed through this basket on your father's grave that I discovered you today? Truly those who have the love of God have nothing to fear from any enemies. God knows how to turn to our advantage all the ill that wicked people do to us, and our most cruel enemies, although for a while they may bring us to unhappiness, can do nothing but contribute to our real and lasting happiness. We may say in this case that our safety comes from our enemies. But now, dear Mary, said the Countess, tell me what brought you so late to your father's grave, and why, when I found you, you were weeping so bitterly. When Mary had told her story, of how they had driven her from the pine farm on a false charge. The countess was astonished still more at the providence which had brought her and Mary together. Yes, indeed, said the countess to Mary, it is by God's will that I have found you today, just when you were again plunged into the deepest distress. 
You were imploring his assistance with burning tears running down your cheeks. This is another proof of what we have been speaking, that God knows how to turn to our advantage the ill which our enemies designed to do us. The farmer's wicked wife, who drove you from her house, thought she would make you unhappy. Without knowing it, she has brought you to my arms and those of my parents, who, as well as myself, are desirous of making your life happy. But it is now time to set out, said Amelia. My parents will be anxious at my long absence. Come, dear Mary, I will never leave you any more. Let us go to my parents. Thank you for listening to another episode of Acresoft Story Classic. <laughs>